From the School of Psychology at the University of Queensland and UQPSY Studios, this is Just a Thought, a podcast where we explore psychology and how it influences our lives. Here are your hosts, James Kirby and Nicole Nelson. And welcome to another episode of Just a Thought. Uh, we're very lucky to have uh, distinguished professor uh, Brenda Major from uh, the University of California, Santa Barbara, is that right? Yes. And you're here in Australia for a month, roughly, doing a... Two months. I was about to Oh, yes. wow. How fantastic. Yes. Have you been around the country much? Uh, well, I have visited Australia before. This trip we're just doing at Tasmania, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and mostly Brisbane. Oh, wow. Oh, that's pretty good travel. <laughs> and uh, Brenda, you, you gave a, such a, a fantastic talk to the school uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, focusing on the work that you've been doing, looking at uh, the stigma around weight. Um, has this been work that you've been doing for the whole of your career? Was this area of research around stigma associated with weight always something you were kind of attracted to? No, I've been interested in how... Um a devalued, how people basically cope with having a devalued social identity. So a lot of my work when I started was on women in management, and then I've looked at a lot at different at racial and ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. And the move to looking at weight stigma was relatively more recent, I'd say last, um, maybe the last 10 years or so. I see. Yep. So was that just a natural extension of some of the other uh, devaluation work you'd been doing? Or was there someone or something that you just went, I need to apply these concepts to this area of weight stigma? Well, I think it's both. It's okay. both a natural progression of the work I've been doing before mm. and an observation of, um, certainly in the United States, an obsession with weight, an uh -huh. obsession about the increasing um, heft of the American population where mm. two-thirds of American adults are now considered overweight or obese, and the same with younger children, and a lot mm. of discussion of this is a terrible thing, and mm. the obesity epidemic, and mm. a lot of shame and stigmatization, and listening to this in the media, and then thinking about its impact yes, on people. And, and that led you to then look at this in the lab, really. Yes, so yes. in a series, a number, I should say, of experiments. Mm -hmm. um, when you talk about weight stigma, what do you mean by that in particular? Well, when, what I mean is kind of what you might be thinking, the sort of devaluation of people who carry mm -hmm. excess body weight, the negative yeah. stereotypes that we apply yeah. to people whose bodies are heavier, such as being lazy or gluttonous or lacking self-control, the aversion mm -hmm. that people sometimes have towards people who are very heavy, the sort of drawback, the jokes that mm -hmm. we see in the media. So in, in general, it's a general um, devaluation, very prevalent in Western culture. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I often see um, when uh, TV shows or, or documentaries are made about weight or just even on your morning TV shows of the news, when they talk about the weight issues, they often cut out the head of the person and just show the body as a way to almost uh, be sensitive to the person. But it always comes across as a kind of a devaluing aspect to that person, almost like they're not the same as us and their heads are chopped off. I mean, what do you have a reaction? I have, I have thought about 
that too yeah. because there's been a lot of discussion about that as we show fat bodies we just show the body that's right but I've also wondered if it's because they want to anonymize the person mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. showing the face mm-hmm. that you know we, we don't sort of own our bodies in the way same way that we own our faces yeah. so, they, so it's never been clear to me exactly yeah. what the motivation for that is but I do think the effect mm-hmm. is that it is an objectifying I mean it's yes. like an object this yeah. fat body is an object yeah, yeah exactly now that's kind of the the same way I've thought about it too but I was just curious if you knew something further <laughs> perhaps but I think that's um it's an interesting kind of thing when you see it on the screens and uh, you can talk about it as uh, I think in in almost more cruel ways when it's an object mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but when the face is there it personalizes and uh, that changes the, the the atmosphere a little bit I think well, so. well can do so what would you say were some of the, the key take-home points from your, your talk, Brenda, um, on, on this weight stigma? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think one key take-home point is um, weight stigma hurts. Mm. And it hurts in a couple different ways. Um, it, um, it, it leads for, um, it says focus on the person who believes themselves to be heavy or is heavy in the eyes of others and self, right? Yeah. That, that it leads to an expectation and anticipation that other people are going to look down on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are generally aware of the social norms and mm-hmm. what's stigmatized and not in our culture. So particularly for women, around women, weight is so heavily stigmatized. Mm-hmm. So what my experiments show is that when you put women in particular, most of these studies are on women, in situations where they feel that they have the potential to be mistreated, looked Mm -hmm. down on, Mm -hmm. disrespected, stigmatized because of their weight, um, it's psychologically um, painful, so I'll show a drop in Mm self-esteem, an increase in negative emotions, Mm -hmm. shame, etc. It's also physiologically stressful. Mm -hmm. My research shows an increase in blood pressure, Mm -hmm. um, an increase in physiological threat responses, Mm so there are physiological responses associated with stress, there are psychological responses associated with stress, and perhaps even more um, more problematic is it there's the stress is associated with a decrease in what we call executive resources, the ability sort of of the brain, the working memory, to have the resources to exercise self-control. So my research shows that if you expose people who are heavy to weight stigmatizing material or messages or contexts, Mm. they actually eat more. Um, if they're put in a room with food um, for left alone for 10 minutes, mm. you know, if they've just been exposed to a film like Lose Weight or, you know, Lose Your Job or something, that they actually will eat more than mm. if they've been exposed to a control mm. um, film. Or they, um, it, it, so it's this idea, and other people have shown the same sort of thing, that so through an interesting pathway, one being sort of a decreased ability to regulate your Mm. food intake, the other through a stress pathway, which we know when we're stressed, you know, one of the things we do is we turn to comfort foods, or particularly high-fat, high-sugar foods. They are comforting, that Mm. high cortisol levels Mm. lead Mm. to particular desire for those foods, and those foods, that cortisol goes up as a result of stress. So I think there's these two pathways by which weight stigma can actually backfire and lead people to eat more yeah. and gain weight. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there are now at least four good prospective studies that show that people who experience weight-based discrimination mm-hmm. get fatter over time, controlling for what they weighed originally. Oh, goodness. So it's not a function of how much they weighed originally as much as it is a function of the, the, um, the experience of stigma and devaluation. In fact, the more times you intentionally have tried to lose weight, 
in reaction, the heavier you will be. Yes, isn't it amazing? You know, it's quite, yeah. it's quite. So, so I think that the, the moral of the story is that stigmatizing weight is not an effective way to get people to lose weight. No. It has psychological and health and behavioral outcomes that mm. are undesirable. On that um, research, which is just um, incredible uh, that you've been doing uh, in, in, in the labs, when you you look at, um, and it seems it's mostly with women, although you have done some with I men, I know you, men, yes. you have, um, but when you look at it with the women, and it's a case of uh, this uh, social stigma around weight that they're experiencing, is that their own self-perception of uh, being a uh, weight stigmatized against or are you also controlling for the level of BMI for example as a more you know quote unquote objective measure of their weight as well like are they they different to responding no not usually we have pretty high correspondence so if you ask people you know whether you think you're heavy or not and you know how would you put yourself on a scale the correspondence between perceptions of weight status and BMI if you actually put people on a scale is pretty high oh okay Okay. so in general it's not perfect there are clearly women who think they're fat and they're not yes and there are um, women far fewer who think they're not fat when they are. Mm. We'd see that more often among men, I think, (laughs) because of body size issues about that. But um, in a lot of our studies, um, it doesn't matter whether we're looking at self-perceived weight or whether weight status or objective Uh put people on the scale. In some studies, self-perceived seems to matter more than objective weight. I Um, I think for these processes to activate, a person has to understand that the stigma might be applied to them. Okay. So if you were oblivious to the fact mm. that other people might see you as overweight, mm. you didn't feel overweight, you didn't think anybody else saw you as overweight, you didn't put yourself in that category, mm. I don't think you would feel, mm. you would personally feel feel psychologically the effects of weight stigma. You might experience in them mm. because we know, for example, that women who weigh more are paid less. They're less likely to get, get to college. Their fathers are less likely to pay for their educations. They're less likely to be promoted. So you might not realize that weight had anything to do with it. So it's conceivable yes, yes, that yes, you could yes. experience the effects of weight stigma without really Being ever there. knowing yeah. that that was the reason. But the psychological mediated pathways won't be there if you don't understand that that could apply to you. Gotcha. With with that work too, you mentioned one study which I found particularly fascinating around how the person uh, would be paired with, in a task where they uh, that particular person would be paired with. It was made known to them that yes. they uh, were they did stigmatize against weight, right, and they right. didn't. And it was almost like a. Could you explain that study a little bit more? I, I may have obviously not given that very clearly. But. Right. So this is a study where um, all all the women in the study. Um, were objectively had BMIs, body mass indexes greater than 25, which would place them in the category of overweight according to the World Health Organization. About 40% were in the category we would call obese. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, they came into the lab and they um, were led to believe they were going to interact with another same gender peer, another woman Mm -hmm. at the same university. And before the interaction, um, they were going to do a task with them and interact with them. Before the interaction, they exchanged some attitude questionnaires, like attitudes towards older people, attitudes towards the environment. And one of the attitude questionnaires was attitudes towards fat people. Mm -hmm. And in one condition, um, she indicated that she... And this is a scale that's widely used in the literature. We didn't make up these items. Um, 
it's pretty negative items like, you know, fat people make me uncomfortable and people are fat and it's their own fault and they should just eat less. I mean, sort of seven fairly negative statements, mm. all using the word fat people. Mm. And, um, and so in one condition, the, the girl with whom they were going to interact um, indicated very negative attitudes. And then the other condition she indicated, she disagreed with all those statements. Yes. And then we paired the two of them to interact with each other. And um, what we found, as you might anticipate, um, is that the heavier women were, mm -hmm. the more likely they were to and be afraid and anticipate that they'd be rejected and yeah. looked down on. Mm -hmm. And then that, the more they thought they'd be rejected and looked down on, um, led to a whole host of negative psychological outcomes in that study. Mm -hmm. But what was cool about that study, well, well I would say... One of the unpredicted effects in that study was it was the heavy women who responded to that. Women who were just a little bit heavy, mm. so their self-perception was they're just a little bit overweight. Mm. They didn't react to the anti-fat oh, wow. peer this way at all. I think that for, in retrospect, what we think was going on is that women who were just a little bit overweight acknowledged mm. that, but they didn't feel fat. Right. So they didn't think this girl would look down on them because they weren't in the category of fat. Did you ask at all, I mean, it's not crucial to your research questions, but um, how they felt towards the, the target who had the attitudes? Yes, nobody liked the person yeah. who had the, an anti-fat attitude. Yeah. Nobody liked them. Oh, yes. goodness. I just think it's such a neat experiment, and, and one uh, I just think yeah, is, is brilliant at explaining how these uh, things uh, can occur. With, with that as well, so in the task... Do they actually see the person? They uh, do. Yeah, and, okay, so that's they a do. confederate. And she's always lean. Yeah. Oh, she's wow. never she's never fat. Oh. So that's held constant, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, fascinating. Um, I, I know we're, we're, we're getting close to, to wrapping up here, uh, uh, Brenda, but is there anything else that you'd like to make a point of in regards to the work that you're doing that you think our listeners would really value hearing? I, I think I've mostly summed it up, yeah, what, what yeah. I think is um, really important to think about in this domain. It, I mean, in terms of next steps in, in research, is there something that you see as being the next frontier we have to tackle with weight stigma? Um, well, what we're doing now is um, we're in the process of doing a longitudinal study where we're looking at experiences over time, actually, with the samples so we can trace you know, perceptions of weight stigma and experiences and, and weight changes in weight over college okay. um, linked to that. So some of the work I'm doing now is sort of out of the experimental domain and actually doing a prospective longitudinal study. Oh, yeah. um, one of the things that we've inserted in that study that I'm excited about is we're looking at sleep uh. because um, sleep, poor sleep, turns out to be strongly related to weight gain. Yes. yes. And stress is associated with poorer sleep. And I'm, as another, I think, potentially cyclical path mm. through which stigma and discrimination, we know discrimination, perceived discrimination, is related to poor sleep. Mm. So we're interested in this sort of cyclical pathways through which sleep may be another biological mechanism mm. that's socially patterned by, you know, these kind of social rejection experiences or anticipated experiences. So that's another sort of new direction we're looking at. Oh, sounds fantastic. Um, and good luck with all of that research. Thank you. Um, I mean, if there was, and this is a question we ask everyone who comes on the podcast, if there was a movie that would best uh, perhaps describe or, or encapsulate the work that you do, uh, do you have a, a thought about what a movie could be that picks well, up on weight stigma in your work? I would probably be Shallow How. 
Okay, now, to, to let our listeners know, this is not a, a personal favourite Oh, no, movie. no, no, not at all, not at all. But I think that, uh, that, yeah. that that's the essence of that movie, what okay. that's about, yes. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, uh, that movie, the, the, the character, the main character, is very uh, discriminant uh, mm-hmm. towards people who are, mm-hmm. uh, yes. have difficulties with their weight, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a neat movie, actually, trying to um, convey some of the, the constant messaging that mm-hmm. is given uh, in someone's life. Mm-hmm. It must yeah. be so so it, 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 it conveys the essence of weight stigma, but it's not a favourite movie. No. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to talk on Just the Thought. And uh, very uh, best wishes for the rest of your time in Australia. And, um, and good luck with this future research. It sounds thank you. fascinating. Thank, thank you so you much. Thank you very much.